Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Chris Asbrock, and this is another episode of Asbrock's Bengals Thoughts. Wow, that was um, that wasn't pretty. Let's just uh, put it you know put it out there, plain and simple. I was not at the game today, and I'm going to take a lot of blame for it because that's just you know I work you know with that mentality that it was my fault. Uh, very superstitious. Uh, we got soccer, so. I coach my son's soccer team, so that's... I'm going to take full responsibility for this uh, butt-whooping we had received today. And I'm going to go back and say, well, I look like an idiot. Uh, if you read my preview for today's game, I picked the Bengals to win 24-20. I simply felt that based off of last week, and if you recall the last video, uh, you know, last week's video uh, recapping the Seattle game, I simply stated, do not get over, basically overzealous and, you know, look too much into week one uh, because there's so much that goes into it. Well, it appears I might have done that. Uh, the Bengals, obviously, you know, again, moral victories are not, you know, not a, not a thing that I, you know, I believe in. But I was really, you know, I hopped on the train. I, I really felt that this team was going to... You know, to do that. Granted, we are we're two weeks in now to the 2019 NFL season. A lot could change. Plain and simple, a lot could change going into this. Um, but a 41 to 17 defeat to a San Francisco 49ers team that you know, looking at it, going into it, I didn't believe that they were that good. Now, <clears throat> the question is, I'm going to look at it: is was this an anomaly? Or is this a preview of what is to come in this season? Now, the, the Bengals were flat out dominated. Now, Kyle Shanahan is, and I in looking at the in looking at the two coaches, obviously both coaches are extremely young. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, not he's again, he's under 40. Uh, Zach Taylor's only 36. So again, both guys are extremely young, and the the play calling, Kyle Shannon's always had a good reputation of, you know, being a, you know, solid play caller offensively. Well, that's what he did because the way, the, the plays that were called by the San Francisco 49ers today made things look like, and I heard on the radio today that they were saying that, it looked like they had, they basically had, you know, hacked into the Bengals system, computer system, and looked at exactly what they were going to run defensively because it everything that the 49ers ran worked out to perfection for them. They could do anything they wanted. And that is – that's not what I expected. The Cincinnati Bengals came into this, you know, with a solid defensive performance, I thought, from week one – and, you know, last year they had one of the worst defenses in the league. And that's – that reared its ugly head again today. I, I just – you know, looking at it, I'm going through the game book here. They gave up 42 – well, it was 42 rushes for the San Francisco 49ers. And they – 259 yards rushing on 42 attempts. That's an average of 6.2. And they gave up two touchdowns on the ground. And the Bengals could only muster – 25 yards on the ground on 19 carries. So that right there is, you know, if if you are giving up 259 yards on the ground, which I mean, I, it's stunning to me. 
then you know you're not going to win many football games. Jimmy G, I've I've never felt that Jimmy G was. I never felt he was a not a star quarterback, but I didn't think that he was a you know a, a great quarterback. Let's put it that way. And he was seventeen to twenty five for two hundred ninety seven yards and three touchdowns. That's not too too bad. Uh, Jimmy G was, you know, he was on it today. Uh, Andy Dalton on the other side, 26 of 42 for 311 yards. Dalton was sacked four times for 20 yards. Here's the thing. Jimmy G did not take a sack. Guys, you're not going to, compared to last week when the Bengals were completely harassing Russell Wilson all game, they were in the backfield all the time. That wasn't the case this week. It was just simple. You know, we're just going to line up and, and 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 take it to you. And, you know, Jimmy G spreads the ball around to, uh, looks like, eight different receivers. Well, Pettis threw, he was one for one for 16 yards, so that was a little trick play there. But Jimmy G had a quarterback rating of 131.2. Andy Dalton, again, 40, or 26 of 42 for two or 311 yards. Sacked four times for 20 yards, but he did have two touchdowns. Uh, he did have one interception for a quarterback rating of 90.5. Uh, the One of the touchdowns he threw was a 66-yard uh, touchdown pass to John Ross, who, once again, you know, he, he makes things happen, but that was in garbage time. Um, but still, uh, the Bengals continued to play, and they were going to, you know, they were going to continue to fight and, and go forward. And, and that I, I like seeing that. That is... That's something that is crucial to me. Your team never gives up, and that's that's what I want to see. Um, you know, Tyler Boyd was the man receiving today. Uh, ten targets, he received all ten of them for 122 yards. That's 12.2 yards uh, per reception for uh, his longest was 47. Uh, John Ross and Tyler Eifert were the two that did receive, uh, that did have touchdowns there. But, you know, it's just, this, this is just not what, you know, not what I expected. I mean, I, I really, I'm not going to lie. I was, you know, I, I really, I really didn't want to do this video, but just because it was ugly. And, um, you know, when I got back from the soccer game, I, I turned it on and I kept looking at my phone. I was, it was a simple, what the hell's going on here? You know, at that point it was 24. I think when I checked it out, it was 24 to 10, which might've been, you know, that sounds about right. And that was, that was the score at the half. Um, you know, if you, you look at the drives here, the 49ers, uh, you know, they go four plays, 51 yards in a minute and 44. And that was Jimmy G chucking it up to, to Goodwin, Marquise Goodman for 38 yards. And that, you know, puts him up, you know, with 11.21 to go. You know, you're automatically, you know, you're right behind the eight ball there. And then, you know, the Bengals go nine plays, 69 yards. Uh, four minutes and 38 seconds off the clock to respond. Uh, Tyler Eifert, a one-yard pass from Andy Dalton. And then it just it seemed like the, the wheels fell off because then right after that, the 49ers get the ball right. You know, they get the ball back, and they go eight plays, 84 yards on four, or in four minutes and, and seven seconds and to take the lead. Um, Moster with a 39-yard reception, uh, touchdown reception from Jimmy G., and then, you know, so at the end of the first quarter, you're down 14-7, and you think, okay, you know, you're down. It's just it was a back and forth. You know, teams just, they were, you know, they were scoring. 
Um, but then that's kind of when the wheels fell off because, you know, the Bengals get the, you know, where the Niners get the ball, you know, they go six plays, 48 yards, and or 58 yards, I'm sorry, in two minutes and 40 seconds. And, uh, you know, Wilson punches it in from, from two yards out, and it's already 21-7. And the only thing you can muster on a 10-play, 61-yard drive is a 37-yard field goal from Randy Bullock. So you're down 21-10. But then, you know, the Niners come right down 10 plays and 52 yards in a minute and 12. And then with two seconds left, Robbie Gould, 33-yard you know, field goal, and he's not going to miss from there. And you find yourself down 24-10 at the half in a game that, like I said, I felt this team was going to win. I, I, I really did. I felt that – I did. I, I felt they were going to win. I, I, I guess I guess I, you know, I, I drank the Kool-Aid, uh, you know, plain and simple. I just – I felt that this team was going to – was going to dominate. But, you know, just – like I said, I, it's just coming off of, you know, what I saw from last week. And, you know, I, I felt that the Bengals – I just, you know, I, I thought that this team was going to respond, you know, at home in the very first game of the Zach Taylor era at Paul Brown Stadium. It seemed like, you know, things were going to go their way. And unfortunately, they just didn't. And, you know, now you're you're really, you're behind the eight ball. Uh, you're 0-2. Uh, luckily, the Steelers lost again. So you're, you're tied with them. Baltimore, you know, who I felt was going to be the top, one of the top teams, you know, looking forward to the playoffs. I, I still feel the, the Browns are going to win the division. God only knows what happens with them as they move forward in their game uh, tomorrow night on Monday Night Football. But, you know, right now the Ravens look like they're the cream of the crop here in the AFC North. Obviously the Bengals and Steelers are going to be battling for, you know, the basement if they continue to play like they are. It's just, you know, this is it's, – it's stunning. Now, I can't imagine that the, that the Bengals are going to be in – you know, in that bad of shape. I'm going to look here and see if I can find the Buffalo. Let's see, what did they do today? They played the Giants, and they knocked off the Giants 28-14. to That's what I was – I didn't get a chance to see that before. But So a 28-14 to victory over the New York Giants. So Buffalo is now, you know, they're already ahead of you. And that game's in Buffalo. And I still felt – I felt going into the, the Monday night game, the Bengals would be 2-1 and one going forward. And now one and two is, you know, uh, that's going to be tough. That's going to be a tough one to, uh, to digest if you're able to, to get, you know, get over the hump and knock off the Buffalo Bills. Now, let's be honest, guys. The Cincinnati Bengals are not going to, they're not going to play as bad as they did today, next week. They're going to rebound. Zach Taylor is, you know, I still have all the faith in the world. My question, again, is I'm going to go back to, you know how I feel about it. it. Was this an anomaly, or is this the preview of what we're going to see? Now things are obviously going to change when AJ Green comes back. The thing that does concern me, obviously, the injuries on the offensive line—that's the problem. There's a lot of problems with that. Uh, Michael Jordan was injured on you know today. Uh, hopefully, Cordy Glenn, Cordy Glenn can come back. Uh, you know that that worries me a little bit. The simple fact that you know he's got the the concussion. He's been ruled out against. That's two straight weeks the regular season he's been out that concerns me I don't like seeing head injuries are nothing to, to mess with and that's what we're you know we're kind of teetering on that 
uh, on that fine line there of, you know, hopefully, you know, Cordy Glenn can rebound and, and you know, get himself good again so where he can, he can come back for Buffalo next week. Um, this offense is, their offense is obviously going to change when A.J. Green does come back. That's another weapon that Andy Dalton's going to have. Uh, the big concern, obviously, was the offensive line. We, we didn't know what to, what, what to expect. Um, but, you know, they were, you know, they, they were going to struggle. And that's what, you know, we, you know, we were, you know, curious to see how that was going to, you know, come out and, and, you know, play out moving forward. So this is, this one's a little, this one's a little stunning. You just kind of go through, you know, you, you look at the way, you look at, basically, you look at the, the way the quarters played out, uh, the Bengals seemed to trade, you know, they were just trading field goals for, for touchdowns. You know, you're down 14-7 at the end of the, at the end of the first quarter, you're down uh, 24-10 at the end of the, um, um, at the end of the, at the end of the half. End of the third quarter, it's 34 to 10, and then you give up another touchdown to make it 41-10 before you're able to, you know, to equalize in the in terms of the the score in the quarter when on that John Ross uh, 60, uh, 66 yard touchdown reception from Andy Dalton, um, that was with 45 seconds left. So again, that's in garbage time there. But again, team wasn't going to give up, and, and and that I like to see. Uh, there's a pride factor in there. Uh, another another thing that surprised me, and my dad he did go to the game, and you know he obviously said there was just not there wasn't a lot of people there. Uh, they're showing paid attendance of fifty thousand six hundred and sixty-six. So that, ooh, that's a little rough. So I'm curious, to, you know, what everyone's thoughts are, you know, on that. But you know, you look at in the the final individual statistics here from NFL.com on uh, the official uh, game book. Uh, Joe Mixon, you know, he was questionable coming in with the ankle injury. Thank goodness he played. So that's good to see. Um, he had seventeen yards rushing on eleven attempts, and his longest was nine yards. So that right there is a little, that's a little sketchy. Uh, Gio Bernard, six attempts, and he only had six yards. So you have to credit the defensive line of, of the Niners, who uh, DeForest Buckner, uh, D Ford, obviously Nick Bosa, those are some of the guys that, you know, they played. Let me look here at the tackle statistics here. These guys, I mean, they did. That's okay. Let me pull it up here. They, they you know, they were. They were making some tackles. And the Niners, I mean, they only had not one single player had more than seven tackles for the Bengals. And that's combined. You know, that's obviously tackles plus assists. You look at Preston Brown. He had 14 tackles today. Four solo. He assisted on 10. Jesse Bates, six solo tackles, four assists. So he had to Those two, Preston Brown and Jesse Bates, were in double digits. Sean Williams had eight solo tackles and one assisted, so he had nine total tackles. That is that's saying a lot right there. I mean, you you can't, you know, it should look, you know, it should look like the 49ers defense in the way, you know, the combination, uh, you know, the combination should not be in double digits. You know, those guys, you know, Preston Brown's a tackling machine. Obviously, we didn't see it a lot last year. And I think there was a lot of there was a lot of factors that went into that, uh, but Preston Brown, you know, I, I think he's you know I think he's a solid solid 
you know, linebacker. And I think he's he's just, he's going to continue to be that machine that we that we came to expect in his NFL career. And that's exactly obviously we saw that today. Uh, Fourteen combined tackles. That's I mean that's unbelievable. Uh, the thing that did concern me. We were not in the backfield. That that concerns me. We were not in the backfield at all for you know for for Jimmy G to to pressure. I mean, there was no he's not under duress at all. And again, any play that they ran, they they came away with very little consequences. Uh, they were gonna they were gonna run what they felt, you know, and, and they ran what they wanted and they did what they wanted to us. And that is where that's a little concerning when you give up 572 net yards, you know, compared to you know, your Bengals only were able to get 316 net. You know, your average gain per play was 8.4 for the 49ers compared to 4.9 for the Bengals. You average 8.4 yards, you know, per gain on an offensive play, folks. You're going to win a lot of football games that way, and that's what happened here. Uh, looking at third down conversions. The Bengals were 33% last week. You know, they held Seattle to only 4 of 12 on conversion. The Niners, 5 of 9. For, you know, it's 50, 56% on third down deficiency. You know, that's, that's, you know, that's a, that stat's damning anyway that they only faced nine third downs this entire game. Again, you're not going to run into too many third downs when you're averaging 8.4 yards per, you know, per offensive play. The Bengals were 9 of 18, so they were in third downs a lot. They had two fourth downs uh, where, you know, they were only one of two on. It's, you know, you know, and, and looking at the stats, it's just, you know, average game per pass play, 12-point yards passing per average pass play from the 49ers. So they were... Again, it's you know that is, it's that's that's rough. I mean, I, I'm looking back and I'm still stunned, you know, reading the statistics. I mean, you watch the game and I was able to I was able to catch a good amount of it uh, before I you know before I left. But it's again, it's it's stunning to me and it's a damning statistic how bad it was today for the Bengals. Now. Is this one of those games to where you throw away the tape and say, screw it, and let's look forward to Buffalo? Or, you know, or do you do you really take a look back and try and figure out what's going to go on? Because, you know, moving forward now, the Bengals, you know, the Bengals schedule's tough. I mean, if you, if you look at it, it's a tough schedule. you got Buffalo next week. Then you come home, or then you go, I'm sorry, you're on the road, and then you go to uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday Night Football on the 30th and then you come back home for <clears throat> excuse me for the Arizona Cardinals and then I mean so looking at what the Cardinals did today the Cardinals fell to Baltimore in a pretty good game Baltimore again they're they're a tough you know they're they're a tough team so you know again it, it's you know there's a lot to really question moving forward in this game and, and what and you know what's going to play out I'm I'm still I'm still stunned at how you know how bad it, it looked, but you know I'm not going to I'm not going to completely give up because there's no point if you're only two games into the season. When AJ Green comes back, that's going to change a lot. 
Uh, just another, that's an all-pro weapon that Andy Dalton's going to have at his disposal. Uh, but one thing is, you know, clear, you know, the depth on the offensive line is pretty bad. If Michael Jordan is out, I haven't seen any updates on him and how long he might be out, but it wasn't the injury. Um, you obviously got Jonah Williams out, you know, for the season. So that's, you know, that's tough. But now, you know, how's it going to play out with, you know, with the depth? There's not a lot of, you know, offensive line depth. And they haven't been very good. So, you know, how is this going to play out? What's Zach Taylor going to do to get this team back? Uh, there was a lot of hype coming into into this game. And, and like I said, I, I, I fed into it. I, uh, I drank the Kool-Aid, and I really thought that the, uh, that the team would do it. Obviously, I was wrong. It's going to happen. I just think that I, I don't think this is an anomaly. I think that this team can – they've got the talent. I, I, will, I will die on that hill stating that this team has enough talent to continue to, to move on and, and take care of teams in, you know, in, in front of them. I, I think that they have a lot of talent in the skill positions. Offensively, they have to – they have to get the rushing game going. If you cannot get the running game going, you're you're in for you're in for one hell of a battle. Luckily, last week Andy Dalton was able to fire the the fire to the ball around for as much as he did. This week, obviously, when you only gain, you know, twenty five net yards rushing, you're not going to win too many games. When you have the league's, you know, the AFC's leading rusher from last year in Joe Mixon, and he hasn't done really much this year. You really kind of start to question what's going to be, you know, what's, what it's going to look like moving forward. Now, obviously, Zach Taylor coming from Sean McVay's system. Uh, a lot of people thought that this was going to look like the L.A. Rams offense. Now, you know, it still could. Um, you know, you would look at Joe Mixon like a Todd Gurley in, in that role and, and getting a lot, of, a lot of carries and a lot of positive yards there. But, you know, and, and looking at Andy Dalton, you know, and I will say, you know, I don't – I'm tired of people shredding Andy Dalton. You know, look at, look at his stats, you know, this year. I mean, he's he's chucking the ball around for over 700 yards already. That – what more can you ask for from the guy? He's under duress. He's been sacked four times for 20 yards. I don't care who you throw back there behind, you know, behind center or under center or in the backfield. You're not – any quarterback that's going to be under a lot of pressure is going gonna, is gonna to struggle, plain and simple. Jimmy G, I think Andy Dalton's a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. But, you know, when Jimmy Garoppolo's not under duress and he's not even sacked at all, he's going to throw for three touchdowns, if not more. He's going to have a passer rating of 131. Hell, it's going to happen. This has been a problem. This was a problem last year. And it's, it was going to be a problem this year, but the way they played last year, last week against uh, Jadavion Clowney, you, you had to expect... But the offensive line did a pretty good job last week, and they didn't do that good of a job this week. It's going to happen, you know. But this is where those those issues have to be fixed, plain and simple. And that's what I'm curious. I'm not going to jump off, you know, I'm not going to jump off the bridge here in this case because, you know, it, it's two games. We're two games in. I still am going to look back at the first week as what this team can do. If they play like they did against, you know, in the rest of the season, if they play like they did against the, the Seahawks, guys, they're going to have a heck of a lot more wins than they are losses, plain and simple. That's going to happen. It just comes down to 
them actually playing like that. They did not play like that last week. Or, you know, they didn't play like they did last week. They didn't play like that today. So they obviously played a lot worse. So, again, it is what it is. I'm not going to... I'm not going to I'm not going to jump off the bridge. You know, it's only a two game sample size here. Obviously, you're, you can't throw the, the preseason into it. It makes no sense to do any of that. But you have to look at, you know, and the entire the entire package here. More than just two games. So, you know, let's give it a couple games and we're going to see exactly how it's going to play out again. I'm not happy with what I saw. Nobody should be. I know Zach Taylor's not happy. The players aren't happy. The fans aren't happy. I know the organization's not happy. You don't want to come out and play like that in your home opener, plain and simple. I don't think that's going to be the case. It, it's just not. Maybe the 49ers are a hell of a lot better than what we thought, and I know they're a hell of a lot better than what I thought. Uh, but then, then again, a lot of that, the defense has to step back up, and they have to play like you know we expect them. They have talent on that offensive line, or that, I'm sorry, the defensive line, and you know, defensive, secondary, etc. They have to play like that. They have to get it done. If they do, they play like they did, like they did last week against the Seahawks. Guys, you're going to see a lot more positive things come out of these Bengals games. Until then, you know, it's not worth you know getting this fired up because I don't know if this is a preview to the year or if this is just an anomaly and just one game you can throw away. We don't know yet. There's still more football to play, guys. We're only two games in. This team's not going to go 0 and 16. I'll, you know, I will. I'll bet my life on that. They're not going 0 and 16. The talent is still there to at least be a 7 and 9 football team, and that would be a big victory, based off of what we've seen the last, you know, two games. You know, I didn't expect them to start off 0 and 2. Uh, no, I don't think too many people did. They did, so it is what it is. Let's not again. Let's not get overzealous and and, and get all flustered over one bad game again. If this turns into three or four straight bad games, then you know, then we can, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Until then, it's not worth it, guys. This is just one game right now. Let's take a look at you know the way everything comes out. We'll see the injuries, you know, what they look like moving forward as we get ready to face the uh, the Buffalo Bills next week, you know, on the road. So let's take a look at that again. Calm down. It's not that big of a deal. We'll see how it all plays out and what this Bengals team can do moving forward. Again. They're not going to come out and play like the like this against the Buffalo Bills next week. It just won't happen. I can promise you that. And I know Zach Taylor is going to – he's hell-bent on that. And I know the players are hell-bent on that. So, again, let's take a step back, take a deep breath. Again, it's not going to be as bad as, as it was today. Okay. So, with that being said, again, I thank you guys, as always, for your support. Uh, make sure you check me out on Twitter at I am Chris Asbrock. And – Make sure you check out feeltheimpactsports.com and uh, my stuff. I do a, a, a college football preview every week. And um, this audio will also be on my uh, Anchor podcast. So if you want to check out uh, just the audio version of this, make sure you check out anchor.fm uh, slash Chris Asbrock and uh, make sure you check me out there. As always, thank you guys for your support. And I will see you next week to discuss the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Buffalo Bills next weekend. You guys have a good one. Take care, and we'll see ya.